0: welcome to the gangster rap odyssey i am your host the og megatron the year is 2001 and the east coast is killing it we got nas the rough riders and ja rule just dominating the streets you know some things never change though and what makes this year just like any other year it's easy man too short is in the universe and Too Short is always coming out the record no matter who's on top, man. Southwest or East, you can count on Too Short dropping a dope record like Clockwork. Today, we're gonna be reviewing Chase the Cat. This is his 13th album, and you know, we kinda ask ourselves now, like, after 13, man, is it still dope, and how does it rank among his best, you know? Is the album even dope, you know? We see that Aunt Banks is on here, he's kinda taking a back seat, He's just kind of mixing for the most part. So does this album have that classic Bay Area sound that Too Short pioneered? Let's take a look at the project and find out. So first of all, I bought this CD, man, at Best Buy, believe it or not. Um, I think it was one of the last CDs I even bought there. And, you know, the the CD artwork was cool. It has that cat uh, eyeing Too Short. You know, you can see Too Short there in the reflection. Um, and then the, the cool, uh, title with the cat tail on there, that's pretty dope. Um, but the CD itself, you know, when you open it up, uh, you got the, this CD that has like 12 cat ladies on there with like these symbols, which I don't know what they mean, but I know it looks dope. And I've been a too short fan since, uh, for sure, since get in where you fit in. Um, when I was a kid i I saw too short passed around you know the tape and I heard life is too short. I think I was like in fifth or sixth grade when that and uh born to Mac were circulating around the neighborhood uh but I mostly caught on at that point to like n w a and eazy e but uh you know I always knew that too short was pretty cool, pretty cool. It wasn't until my girlfriend had at the time had uh, get in where you fit in. And I heard it. And I was just blown away. It was so cool, man. She had a poster of the of this record. And, uh, you know, it was just something else. You know, I was like maybe 16 or something like that. At that point, I was just following Too Short from then on, man. And it opened up the entire Bay Area for me. Uh, I learned about Aunt Banks, E-40, Drew Down, Be Legit, you know, Mac Mall. And it just goes on and on and on, man. So that It was almost like Too Short had invented an entire new genre for me, you know. Pimp music, baby. Um, And it's still almost its own genre to this day, I gotta say. So, all right, well, shit. That's uh, kind of where I, uh, you know, learned about Too Short, and that's kind of my thing, my background with it. So let's talk about uh, this CD, though. I think what we all love about Too Short is that he just... You know he keeps it real, meaning he just stays true to himself. And if you were expecting Too Short to change with the times, he don't. But what he does do is he updates his sound. And this album specifically does just that. You know, um, you know, listening to it, and somehow after 13 records, it sounds it still sounds new. Even today, it sounds it's crazy when a 20-something-year-old record to me still sounds new. This record is just like that. And Two Short's been really masterful at fucking repackaging the same shit into something new. And he does this like every album. You can say it's a science or a talent. I don't know, man. But it's what Two Short does best. And arguably, he's like the best at it, you know? And I think what helps keep things fresh here, the featured artists that he has, um, you know, right off the bat, the second track on this record, I love. You got Scarface, Daz, and Trick Daddy, you know, reaching out to different coasts. Too Short has never been shy about rapping with people from different coasts. He's like a legend. He's like invited. He can go anywhere. Um. So, but specifically about this song, let's talk about this song. I know you know what this song is going to be about, of course. And I think, you know, I love me some Scarface and Daz anyways, but Trick Daddy, he never really caught on to me, but he sounds so dope here. Um I'm curious though, if if you are a Trick Daddy fan, let me know where I should even start. You know, give me some uh give me some tips here. Like what what are his best tracks? Um, you know, I'm willing to dig in, you know, no problem there. But what I love about this track the best, I think is Scarface, just the way he comes off flipping his rhymes and like this raunchy track, which I don't know if we get too often. But when you're with too short, when you're on a too short track, you got to do it, man. Like, this is your free pass here, man. And Daz also doesn't disappoint here. Um, You know, you could say around this time, this was Daz's best era. Uh, It's arguable, of course. But this is like 2001, you know, right off of the late 90s. Um, Not too far off from Retaliation, Revenge, and Get Back. Um, But Daz sounds pretty good on here. And then, you know, Trick Daddy... Uh, he just kind of gives it this southern flavor. And, you know, at the end, you're kind of wondering if this is more of a West Coast track or a down South track, but I think it's just dope. And then, you know, while we're talking about featured MCs, uh, we have the late MC Breed on here. And Breed was just one of those guys, for me at least, I didn't appreciate Breed until after he passed away i mean i had a breed cd like flatline which had a uh, the doc and erotic d man they did some dope shit on that one man I, I couldn't pass that up but uh nowadays when i hear breed i'm just like man i just love listening to this guy uh you know what's the word here this is going to be a big word alert. post post through mostly post through mo- uh, you know when they're dead But uh, they get like an award or something like that. What is that, posthumous? I don't know, man. Look, English is my second language. Bear with me. Anyways, MC Breed for sure deserves a revisit from us all. And it's dope to hear him on this track here, man. Um, But I think my favorite featured artist on this album has to be with E-40, that domestic violence song. Um, It's just classic to hear two Bay Area Mount Rushmore faces, you know, and I wish that Be Legit was on this track, but it's all right, because he comes later and he sounds hella dope on what's an obvious Ant Banks beat. But man, E-40 and Too Short just have like this obvious chemistry that they've had for years. Um, I love this track. But speaking of Ant Banks, like he's kind of just reduced to mixing on this album, which is kind of cool. I mean, he does have production credits on one track, But instead of like producing the entire CD, he's just like mixing it. It's kind of neat though, because you can still hear his influence on these songs, on a lot of them. But it's a mystery of like how much work did Ant Banks actually do on this record, which doesn't really matter because the beats were dope anyways. But you know, Ant Banks is really hard to duplicate. But when you hear him, you know, you know that's Ant Banks. So. The beats, though, on the record, the rest of them, they sound pretty dope. They sound fresh and they're like they were made for this album, Um, which just means that it wasn't like leftover bullshit from reject tracks in the past or anything like that. Um, I could be wrong because I wasn't there, but I think that everything was really just made for this album. I mean, the other producers that we got on here, uh, of course, we got Daz Dillinger on track number two. We got Tone Capone on that last track. Jazzy Faye, you know, steps in. And then uh, Spearhead X, who did some beats for De La Soul and Fresh Prince. Um, You know, looking at that, you can say that we got some expensive beats on here. So it's a dope effort, man. The music is good. But what about the lyrics? Well, to the credit of Too Short... I think when I heard this from beginning to end, it felt like, like I walked out of a movie, and that's the sign of a good record. And it's ironic because Too Short is never really mentioned as one of the best story writers in hip-hop. I don't know. Maybe that's unfair. I mean, he's got Freaky Tales, Blowjob Betty, you know, and so forth. Um, he's, I think he's just as creative as they come. You know, you can even say that... Uh, even though he's one-track-minded, he's the best in this lane, you know, that X-rated shit, he's the guy that, uh, I don't know if you want to, can he, can we say that he's the godfather of it, you know, like, he authored it, I mean, he has a different style than Two Life Crew, so maybe it's fair to call him the godfather of X-rated rap, I don't know, man, you tell me, man, he's definitely taken ownership of it and never changed um, his style in, like, oh my god, do I want to say 30 years already, you know? It's crazy. So, you know, what's the fucking story on Chase the Cat? What is that story? You know, I looked at it, listened to it, and thought, all right, this is about pimping, sex, history, and even love, believe it or not. And then the, the album ends with, you know, some encouraging track to, like, don't ever give up and you know, that's all right, because Short's done that before in the past, and he's got his own style for it. Um, he's got, you know, he's got this formula for serving pimp music, and it's like new and improved every time, like like a new model car. So to say that he does this every record, I don't know about that, because there's more records that I, I haven't heard. I haven't heard all of Two Shorts Library yet. But, you know, I see them, and uh, I'll get to them for show but you know, I gotta say that this on this project, I love the topics he goes through you know he keeps the pimping alive you know he he even gets down and dirty on on explicit lyrics with sex, and then he's got the history lesson about uh you know growing up and doing this thing um back in the day, you know, the struggle and you know Freddie B and all that you know, and then the track with e forty you know questioning what is love here, you know. Which I think is is my crown jewel track, Domestic Violence. I think this is the best track on here. Um, I love the flow, the back and forth with E40. The music, the beat is so clean, man. It's just like Ant Banks, Too Short, E40. Like you got Bay Area Voltron here. So other tracks I like, uh, Chase the Cat. You know, nothing fancy, but what he gives us here is more of what we want. Uh, the some of the lyrics you know, that that he writes here. Like, uh, ever since I was a youngster new to the game, I was going to the mall. Baby, what's your name and your number? i never been under. Always been an outright player. No wonder. You know, that's Too Short, man. I love it. That's what we want. You know, that's what we want from Too Short. Nothing unexpected or crazy. Just, you know, I bought Too Short because I want Too Short. Thank you very much, Too Short. And then Player for Life. Man, I love that track. It gives you a chance to get into Too Short's mind. You know, player for life. It's a deep track, man. If you stop and listen to the lyrics, you kind of step into Short's shoes and get into that picture he's painting. Pimpin', just aim for everybody. But player for life, man. I, I can play that track over and over. Love it. The other track I like is You Stank. Now, this is what I mean when I say Short comes with a fresh new coat of paint on the same formula. It's such a dope track. The beat is just phenomenal. And man, we got fucking George Clinton on here, giving us some vocals, and Baby DC, y'all remember Baby DC? I think he was on uh, Cocktails, he was just a kid, man, and here he is a few years later, just growing up right before our very eyes, you know, and the beat is just sick, man, it's one of my favorite beats that two shorts ever wrapped over, and then, you know, the other standout track on this album is I Love, you know, classic Daz and Scarface, you know, it's just a it's just a, a mashup of heavyweights here. You know, they give you exactly what you expected, what you wanted, and they make what's old and new again. And too short, like who really does it better than this guy, you know, too short, you know, we could call too shorts songs, lyrics, whatever, tired topics, but it's like we get a new model car every year. And that's what it's like listening to a too short CD. You know, and it, and he's always having fun, man. Like, his CDs are always fun. You know, they're not too political or anything like that. But he's got some tracks that'll make you think. And he throws questions out and his own frustrations. But he doesn't, like, stay there, you know. He he gives us this escape. And I think that's what makes Two Shorts Records so successful. And just a blast to listen to every, every fucking year because he's dropping another one, you know. So the secret to Two Shorts... Um, Fountain of Youth, I think, is the amount of feature artists that he actually has on his albums and his willingness to like get out there and hire another producer and not just stick with like one. Um, because he, I think, he feeds off that energy of these guys. And then at the same time, he's given away this game to these guys that are willing to step in the same room with him and adopt it. And everybody just sounds dope in that mix. And this has got to be the key to Too Short just going strong after 30, man. I mean, what is, he, what is he on now? Mount Westmore? And I think he just dropped a new single, man. The dude is busy, and he still got it, man. It's crazy. Chase the Cap. You know, the album has some bangers on it as a whole. Uh, it's just, it's a dope album to have. And I really think it's underappreciated in in the discussions of, like, the Too Short anthology. There's a few tracks that I don't really care for, but, you know, that's just me. Like, there's a track with Eric Sermon, and I'm kind of new to Eric Sermon. Um, You know, don't hate me. Uh, I just started digging into some Eric Sermon because I got into some Red Man last month. So, you know, I'm getting there, man. Slowly, slowly, I'm getting there. But uh, I even now I, I still don't really. Mm, it's not my favorite track on here. Um, it kind of keeps you know tracks like that. It's just like a taste thing, like just my taste. Like I could say that you know I like I like tracks like Looking for a Baller and you know Player for Life is sweet. Uh, the Talking Shit track with Be Legit and at Banks, it's all right, man. It could have been better, but I still dig it. So. It's hard to hate the the songs that you don't like on here because they're still kind of cool. And I could see that, you know what? Somebody out there loves this track. It's not whack. It's just these tracks didn't um, hit me like some of the other tracks. You're bound to like hit or miss with some people. It's crazy. But somebody probably doesn't like E40. So they just skip that song with E40. You know what I mean, right? So the album, B+. You know, beats are dope. The featured artists are fantastic. I also love that East Siders track. It's a sick track. I love it, man. There's a lot to talk about for this record when it comes to the featured artists Um, and the beats clean as hell. I love them. Uh, I think that the album still sounds up to date. Like it's still, it almost still feels new to me, which is kind of weird because it's 20 something years, but um, it's one of my favorite two short CDs. I can easily say that this is in my top five of two short CDs. Uh, top three, uh, that's a brave call, man. And I don't know if it's fucking top three. I don't know. You let me know. Like, Tell me in the comments where this one stacks up for you. Top three, top five, or is it whack? wick whack. Let me know, man. Let me know. Hey, that's gonna do it, man. I love the CD, B+, everybody should have it. Hey, if you liked the video, hit that subscribe button, you know, check us out on Vimeo too, or the podcast on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever we try to be wherever, whenever. Um, so check us out. Thanks for your support and we'll see you next time, man. Peace.